0: Previously, on the Death Saving Bros Podcast.
1: Bindi's over in the warehouse. Uh, my name's Bindi, who, and who are you?
0: I heard
2: you, uh, sell to uh, Mr. Vanderberg.
1: The door opens behind you, and in walk seven burly men, and the seventh man bars the door and says,
0: Bindi, I've been looking for you a long time. You f***ed my wife. Dosh, everybody... This is not something that we need to be a part of, but we're going to do it anyways.
2: And I'm going to hit him with old, reliable, vicious mockery.
0: I have no quarrel with you yet, but you better watch your mouth before I rip it out of your face.
3: As a priest, I will tell you that your wife is quite holy. (laughs) And if this man gets within 50 feet away and looking aggressively, I will sacred flame the
1: shit out of his face. All right, fine. You want it that way? Boys, rough him up. Bindi is going to say, If you help scare off Ilya, I'll do whatever you want. I'll, I'll help you find Hoke.
4: What a fantastic idea. I want to get myself up on the catwalk and take a shot at, uh, at the cuck. Since my uh, vicious mockery didn't work, I'm
2: going to step it up a bit. I'm going to use dissonant whispers on the cuck. And he hears Bindi just absolutely (laughs) railing his wife.
0: You think that that guy is going to help you find Hoke? He doesn't know anything about Hoke.
4: Perhaps we chose the wrong side.
0: (laughs) Look, Ilya, it was a moment of passion, and she just, like, she never wanted to do it again. I turn to the nearest crate, and I just go and plant my foot through it, and out spills bags of spices. I'm going to take a couple extra bags, and I'm going to take the lantern. And we're going to do an improvised fireball.
1: The lantern just hits the ground and then the oil spreads everywhere.
2: I would like to run out the door and start screaming that these insane thugs in here have started a fire and used deception.
1: And beat these thugs and Ilya the cuck. Ah, forget it. We'll find them another time. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Death Saving Bros Podcast. I am your host and dungeon master,
0: Paul Camper. With me today I have Ben Renfro. What do you call nuts on the wall? Walnuts. What do you call nuts on your chest? Chestnuts. What do you call nuts on your chin? A mouthful of cock. Mm. Uh. <laughs> Brad Renfro.
4: What was more important than the invention of the first telephone? The invention of the second telephone.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, it took me a second to get there, but I get it, Matt Smith.
2: Why could Dosh never become a lawyer? Because he'd be disbarred.
4: Mm. <laughs> there's, there's plenty of actual reasons too. Yeah, also all the crime. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wait, I don't, I don't get the punchline. He's a bard. Oh, oh. <laughs> all right, this is Earth. Welcome to it.
4: Man, <laughs> Paul just went O for two back to back right there. Yeah, right. Jeez.
1: Well, let's see if I can get the last one with Bard Richards. I mean Brad Richards. I
4: don't
3: I don't know why all four of you have done this to me this evening. None of you have given me anything to live for. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst night I've ever had in my life. These are the worst intros I've ever heard. And Bard Richards really made me want to grab a blade and end it all. So I'm here. Breathing, unfortunately, to hear everything you just said. Ben, why? Okay. (laughs) Who who told you that? Because you didn't make that up. Who in the hell (laughs) relayed that information to you that you decided to bestow upon us forth this evening?
0: I cannot reveal my sources.
3: Paul, I just want you to proceed with everything that you're about to say, because by God, I am done with all of you. But you know what we're not done with?
0: Exactly.
1: We are not done with our 5th edition actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Oh,
2: I hate myself.
3: When we come <laughs> together, we fuck each other's butts for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and we call it content.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this, this has got to be one of the weirdest energies we've been in in a long time.
3: <laughs> um, Whatever do you mean? It started with Ben. <laughs> he brought up dick and balls and mouths <laughs> It's shit. Just...
1: So I guess everything that goes wrong in today's episode, we just blame Ben, right?
4: I'll blame Ben. I mean, that's pretty low-hanging fruit, but okay. <laughs>
1: I'll show you some low-hanging fruit. I'll twist it. <laughs> <laughs> Last time on the Death Saving Bros podcast, our adventurers were following Dosh to Ryford so that they could talk to Reginald Fortworthy and get some uh, information about how to locate Hoke Venderberg. Hoke Venderberg is somebody that Dosh has been trying to vie for for quite some time, but it turns out that not only is he a more prolific businessman than Dosh, with an empire that he wishes he could have, but Hoke is also a bad guy and wants to work with the cabal led by Zawadsky in Trugala to bring demons into the free cities and conquer it. So they are off to find Hoke Venderberg, and the way to do that is to talk to Bindi Spateri. Turns out Bindi had some sexual relations with that woman that was married to the Harbormaster of Coruscinium. He showed up, and uh, our adventurers decided to protect Bindi, even though the um, the cuck, the Harbormaster from Coruscinium, was saying, You are trying to find Hoke Venderberg? Yeah, no. I know him. Bindi doesn't know shit. But here we are after Dosh had run out into the city proper to yell, hey, there's this crazy guy setting fire to our warehouse. Come stop him. And uh, he ran off. So we pick up now in the warehouse with flames on the floor and all of our adventurers, Dosh Johnson, Josh Donson, Donovan, and uh, Jack Jackerson, along with Taylor, Wilhelmina, Binrail and Figus.
4: You really made it sound like we made the wrong choice there.
2: Hey, well, the reason we stuck with Bindi was, um, are you familiar with the sunk cost fallacy? See, around here, that's the sunk cost rule of thumb.
1: (laughs) Don't you mean the sunk cost fallacy?
4: No, that's immature. All right, we need a little bit more direction.
1: Bindi speaks up and says,
2: well, maybe you should put out the fire. It's not our warehouse.
1: He grabs a couple of sack cloths and tosses them on the flames and tries to pat them out. As uh, the dock workers show up with buckets of water to help him put it out, Bindi steps back and says, "All right, fine. Thank you for saving me. Now, what can I do for you? I, like I said before, all of this, I don't know Hoke by much better than by name. I mean, I know." generally where he works out of, but I don't know him personally. How, how can I help you find him?
2: You liar! Paul Camper told us we could come to you! Mm. So, yeah.
1: What exactly do you need him for?
2: I just want to talk.
1: Okay. Um, well, I might be able to find some connections up in Chorus, uh, see if there's anybody that could get you an audience with him.
2: Sure. Alright. Could you point me at those people directly?
1: Well, I would have to go with you, and I also have to take this shipment, so... We might as well all go together.
4: Well, all right, then. Sounds like a plan.
1: Are, are
2: you all coming? Yes, sir. Yes. Unless
4: there's any way to see him sooner.
0: You take one of us, you take all of us.
2: Besides, what if the cuck shows up again?
0: Good, good point, good point.
1: Uh, all right. Well, I guess I've got an honor guard. I. You know what? I'll even pay you five gold pieces to get me there safely. Make it ten. Well, I'm already doing you a favor. Make it seven. Done. Okay. Each...
2: That's robbery. We already shook on it. Let's go. Damn it.
1: <laughs> Taylor walks over to you, Dosh, and says, Huh,
2: that was nicely played, Dosh. Ah, oh, shut up, Taylor. I don't need your approval. You know, one of
1: these days, you might actually appreciate having me around.
2: Maybe one of these days. Okay, whatever.
1: So you uh, load up with Bindi's uh, caravans. He, because of the actions that he had with the harbor master in uh, Coruscinium, he now has to put into port in Ryford and then load things up into the wagons and so you hop in the wagons with him and you start heading north towards Chorus it is a fairly long journey to Chorus so you have plenty of time to talk Uh, is there anything that any of you want to ask of Bindi or his attendants or that you want to talk about amongst yourselves
2: hey Bindi what's your favorite spice Oh, now see that's that's a
0: good question I'm I'm, is it Common? No, I was gonna say cinnamon. <laughs> no, but that's his wife's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't
1: have a wife. You see, I'm I'm an adulterer. Huh. What what about you? Uh
0: Josh, do you have a favorite spice? Salt. <laughs> <laughs> Just salt. It's all you need. Anybody who says you need more than that is uh overdoing it.
3: But what about gravy butter?
0: Oh. See, I don't consider gravy butter to be a spice, but I'd love me some gravy butter.
3: Can you elaborate what gravy butter is,
0: please? <laughs> <laughs> no. Finrael leans over and goes,
1: "Oh, I love me some gravy, but I don't think I've ever had gravy and butter."
3: Finn, not now you're coming off stupid. This is between me and gravy butter over here.
1: <laughs> well, you see here, Jack. Um, what the fuck did you just call me? <laughs> Jack. There's no
3: Y in my name. It's J A K, not J Y K.
2: Well sit right here now, Jack.
3: I say, I say now boy, would you like your chicken original recipe or extra crispy?
2: Sit on the edge of the bed and watch me jay out,
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jack. Um why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? You know, I I haven't encountered many clerics over in uh South Salt before. Who the fuck's a cleric?
3: I'm a priest. That's what you are.
1: I'm a priest. Oh, alright, alright, you're Name a priest. And title. Um, Bindi leans over and says, you know, I once met somebody who went by the name of name and title. Do you happen to know a fighter name and title?
3: No. No. I know a, uh, it was a fisherman from around these parts. He was a baiter, but he spent a lot of time out here and really learned the trade, so he became a master.
1: That's not really what I asked, but okay.
3: Well, I, you know, just answering questions with questions. Uh, all right. You don't know the master baiter? Gotcha. Sucking ass. I do not. Oh. That's unfortunate. You know what gravy butter is?
1: Nope. Can't say that I do.
3: God damn it. My quest continues.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wilhelmina leans over to Donovan and says Donovan, do you think that these fools will be ready to take on Hoke when we get there?
4: Well, it's not so much about how a person acts on his own time. It's about how the team works and comes together when shit hits the fan. And This group can do that.
1: That is true. You did a very good job of taking care of the demons in South Salt.
4: All in a day's work.
1: And what about you? Where do you come from? I don't remember. (laughs) Finrail speaks up and says, well, I seem to recall that you said something about coming from like you used to be in the war. You used to be fighting up north and uh, you dealt with demons up in uh, Sandbar Pass. Isn't that right?
4: I, I think so. That sounds right. But those days are pretty traumatic for most people who were lucky enough to survive.
1: Figus says, Well, sir, if, if you might want to teach me a couple of things, or may, perhaps I can teach you a couple of things, I'm sure I would learn plenty from you and uh, also from uh, Josh over there. Both of you seem to be excellent sort of fighters, and I definitely saw what you did in the warehouse. It was, it was mighty impressive how you took down all of those
0: boxes and stopped those men in the other aisle." Yeah. Way to take down the boxes. If
4: there's anything that you think you can teach me, I'll give you everything that's in this bag of coins here, little youngling. But you can learn whatever you need to from me.
0: He made you look foolish the other day. Do not underestimate the young one.
4: I I definitely estimated the young one.
0: Well, you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but also don't overestimate him.
4: Can't do that. Can I estimate over him?
0: Sir Protheon, who is the knight that I, I serve,
1: he... He always likes to say that, um, I shouldn't try to overestimate my capabilities.
0: This knight that you speak of, what does he do? Where's he at now? Well, he's off fighting demons in Trugala. That's, uh, mighty honorable, I would say. Um, how come he didn't take you along with him?
1: Well, it it turns out that, uh, the owner of the gym that I was protecting in South Salt, he went along too, Sir Brixius. Well, he's not really a sir- i just like to call him sir, because he's
0: quite honorable. I'm sure he likes that as well. Now, let me ask you something. If you could be a female for one day, what is the first thing that you would do? And why is it that you would just take off your shirt and run up and down the stairs many times?
1: <laughs> that seems like a very inappropriate question there. Um, and Taylor jumps in and says, Yeah, I'm not really sure why that question is being asked
0: there, uh, let Josh. the boys speak. He's at, listen... When I was that age, my father had asked me the same question. <laughs> all right, sirs. Well,
1: um, I suppose if I were a girl for a day, then um, what the? F- I would be really interested to know, um, where it's at. No, it's hard to find.
2: <laughs> just nobody really knows where it's at.
1: I'm not really sure. I would have to talk. I would have to think about that for a long time. What
0: the? F- Listen, it's all a myth.
1: Well, yes, it's all hypothetical, of course.
0: I just, okay, um, if I stepped out of line with the question, I just, everybody's asking all these other personal questions, so I try to ask something non-personal and non-real. Finrail says, well, go ahead and ask me a personal
1: question if you really feel like it.
4: Okay, same question goes to you then, Finrail.
1: Well, I suppose uh, if I were a girl, I would want to know, I would want to be
2: Hey, Finrail, not just any girl. <laughs> what if you were Billy for a day?
0: <laughs> oh, well, uh, and he blushes deep. Oh, that's a, wait, that's a great question. You two are a thing. What if you could switch roles for one day? Well, uh, and Wilhelmina says,
1: a- Excuse me, but uh, we are not a thing. Oh, come on. It's pretty clear. No, no. Ah, uh, well, uh, we, no, we are not dating.
3: Banging, touching tips, knocking funnies.
1: Excuse me, but no, no, we are not.
0: But do you want to? Uh, they look at each other and then um, look away. Have you thought about it before? In
2: baseball terms, where are you already at?
3: Accidentally butt-fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Say one of you falls down the stairs and the other one's there to catch you. How do you land? And are you naked?
1: Figus speaks up and says, I believe that that's enough questioning uh, there, sis.
3: Not now, virgin.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, he's spent a lot of time with uh, camping with Prothean, so I doubt that's true. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All I'm trying to say is if you guys have both thought about it, you guys both want to do it, then why beat around the bush? I'd rather beat off on her bush. Hey-o! Hey <laughs> Zinger. <laughs> Zinger, I barely know her. Hm. Josh pulls out his loot and starts
2: leading a chorus of Kiss the Girl. <laughs> which I can't sing because we'll get sued into oblivion by Disney.
1: Uh Finrail looks at you, Josh, and says, Well now that's Pretty good advice there. You know, if, if we thought about it, why why not? But, um... It's
0: full send there, little guy. We haven't, so that's that. Enough of the personal questions. Let's get on oh, the course. Oh, I see how it is. They can ask us personal questions, but we start asking them personal questions, and and that's too much. We're going to get real personal with this next one. You ready for this? What is your favorite color Taylor jumps in and says oh well I can answer that it's silver nobody gives a fuck I was asking the cowboy <laughs> my favorite color is uh, is chartreuse what the
3: hell is chartreuse his favorite color oh okay that's enough you're
4: welcome it's way too sophisticated a color for a man of the law
1: I am the law
0: Jack ain't wrong I am the law well the law the law <laughs> what's your biggest fear? Billy Oh, you
1: want me to answer that question?
0: Well, um... getting your head chopped off?
2: Yes, that, that is uh,
1: quite a big fear. No, I suppose my biggest fear is of, um, rejection. Well, I don't care what your biggest
2: fear is. Hey!
0: <laughs> I don't think you would have to fear being rejected by the cowboy over there. Now, question for Taylor. If you could choose the way that you would die, how would you, how would it be?
1: Hmm, well... I suppose it would have to be per either in battle or...
4: Or in Dasha's arm.
1: <laughs> you're funny. No, um, I think it would have to be with family.
0: Family. So is the next best way of dying then in a battle with your family? I think that would be a good way to go.
1: But of course, I don't want my family to die. Just be there to support me, I guess. Well, that's
0: why that's why you would be the one to die, because if you're battling your family and that's the way you want to die, then you would lose. And oh, your family well, would live.
1: You know, my family and I have fought over the years and we kind of hurt each other. But, um, no. We would never fight each other to the death. That's just silly. Okay.
4: Where are we going to see Hoke Vanderberg right now? I don't know. Are we going to his house this to his job? Is,
0: this wagon is going very slowly. <laughs> All right, are we going to
4: see his house or his job here? Uh, do you guys know where we're heading?
0: Bindy calls over his shoulder and says, Well,
1: we're going to
4: go to Chorus,
1: and then I'm going to ask around to a couple different people and see if we can't get you an audience, so...
4: Is that where Hoke lives, is in Chorus?
1: Well, he has plenty of offices in Chorus, but no, I don't believe that's where he lives.
2: Hey, Bindi, while we're asking personal questions around the group, um, if you had to
4: pick a way for Taylor to die, how would it be?
2: Stabbed in the back, perhaps? Hey! I like it. My man. What? Your voice is annoying.
4: <laughs> so wouldn't it make more sense, though? Like, I'm just trying to get us back on track here to go to where this guy lives instead of where...
2: Well, we don't know where he lives is the problem.
4: Yeah, oh, he
1: not got doesn't it. Live here. Precisely.
4: So it could be here.
1: Yeah, he could live in course He's he's a big deal, you know?
4: All right, so we got to talk to these people and figure out where he's most likely to be.
1: Yep. So, uh, I mean, course is right there, so I'll get you guys a room and... Uh... Then I'll catch up with you uh, later tonight, let you know if I've got any leads. And so after a couple weeks of travel, you arrive in Chorus, which is by far the biggest city you have ever seen. Um, Some of you have been through Chorus before, but it is absolutely massive and sprawling. In fact, it almost looks like several cities put together. You can see the skyline is completely covered in multi-tiered, leveled homes, The fields and farms that feed this city start a full two and a half days before you even reach the city. And once you get into the city proper, there are streets running left and right. There are crooked streets. There are slanted streets. There are wavy streets, winding streets. There are buildings taller than five homes put together. There are terracotta roofs and there are thatched roofs. There are people of all different sizes and shapes and races. You can see dragonborn, you can see gnomes, halflings, half-orcs, you can see elves, half-elves, humans. It is a motley assortment of people, and yet the entire city seems clean and friendly. You wind up taking up residence at an inn called the Braxton Residence, and uh, you wind up talking to the innkeeper, whose name is Braxton. Uh, Braxton is able to give you a room and Bindy goes off to make inquiries. Later that night, after Bindy has been out and about, comes back and sits down and lets you know, all right, so I got some good news and some bad news. Which do you want first?
2: Combine them into one neutral news.
1: All right. So that's harder than said than done. <laughs> I made some inquiries that led me to find out that Hoke is not easily accessible and nobody that has ever met him knows where he currently is, but he still receives regular shipments of his uh, favorite mead to a special location that is in the records room,
4: which is located,
1: which is located in the center of the city's keep. So we will need in the records tower. So we would need to get into the records room which is under lock, key and guard in order to figure out where Hoke is currently staying.
4: Does the guard have the lock and key? Do we know that?
1: Well, um a lot of the guards carry keys, yes, and they could unlock it, but we don't we aren't allowed
2: in there. But since I'm a businessman, what if I need to go look at some of my business records, especially because of all the damage that's been done by these demon attacks now?
4: They have to be backed up somewhere.
1: There is a six-week filing process in order to get into the records room.
4: So so we just throw a fit that our papers have been filed six and a half weeks ago, and I don't know how they could possibly be lost in all this bureaucratic nonsense.
0: I have a better idea. I'd like to interview for a job. <laughs> okay.
4: That sounds like an idea.
0: Yeah, well, what would happen is... Uh... I'd get a job being a guard, or even even better, I'll be the guy who works in the record room, or cleans it, or protects it. So I'll apply for the job, I'll get it due to my track record, and then I'll just open the door, and I quit. Okay, and what track record is that? I'm a very honorable knight, so if I'm able to guard families and cities, I think I could guard a room.
4: Couldn't we just pay attention to, like, the guard's shift change schedule or something and do the old knock him out, take his key, unlock it, in and out?
0: Oh, if you want to be violent about it. Listen here, war vet. You don't always gotta. Don't always gotta fire the gun. Sometimes you can just knock on the door.
4: Yeah, but we don't have two months of building a good rapport with your boss to be able to get into the record
0: i will be the one who can open the door if i worked here yeah we
2: could sneak in and then we don't have to knock him out (laughs) i mean we could still knock him out this this (laughs) is
0: this is just like coming back to all right we have two plans (laughs) what's the neutral one i get a job and you guys knock me out and break (laughs) into the room (laughs)
2: you come up behind you like hey make sure you're looking in that direction Then we just whack you with like a
4: slapjack compromise i like it
1: finrail leans on the table and says all right well here here's a real question can you read of course i can read who in this day and age can't read (laughs) uh finrail kind of looks around
0: and says a lot of people can you read finrail of course i can read i'm the sheriff is reading part of the job
4: you look down, it's like Sheriff Star is completely misspelled. It just says <laughs> it's
0: drawn
1: in with shitty black marker. <laughs> it's spelled C H A R
4: E F.
3: There's an I in there somewhere. I know there is.
4: Just puts an I at the beginning.
3: You're definitely missing a Z and a Y. It
4: definitely starts with a silent P. I'll show you a silent P. There's nothing silent about this P. Just a gold star with like mommy's little helper on it.
1: Participation. Uh, Wilmina leans in and says, All right, well, how about we do this? Since Donovan's plan will take at least a day of watching the guards to figure out their movements, why don't we do some reconnaissance
0: while Josh? Josh, right? Are you trying to talk to to me or to Dosh? To you. Yeah, my name's Josh. Okay, good. We've only been traveling for a week together,
1: but... uh, Yeah,
2: weeks of travel and (laughs) I didn't even learn this guy's name. Like, come on. He was asking a lot of personal questions. Anywho, uh, while Josh
1: tries to apply for this position. We might as well try both, better than to put all our eggs in one basket.
4: So we're literally going with the compromise plan here. As- as
0: you said, the neutral plan, right? We're all about staying neutral in this group.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your DM, Paul, here. Not much new to report this week, so here's another short mid-roll for you. We love to see that so many of you are enjoying these new episodes, and we hope you continue to have fun following Dosh and his companions on their adventures to stop Hoke. We've seen reviews, we've seen increases in our download numbers, increases on our podcast charting, so... If you're enjoying what you're hearing, we ask that you please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser, so that both us hosts and others who are trying out the show and trying to figure out what it's about see your recommendation. And of course, you're always welcome at any time to tell us your thoughts by tagging at Death Saving Bros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit. Also, if you're enjoying the show and you are just waiting from week to week for more of the adventure, we would love to have you join us on Patreon, where we post exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. For example, before every new episode, we post a conversational recap where us hosts try to figure out what the heck went on last time, and it usually winds up going off on some pretty hilarious tangents access to content like that starts at just two dollars a month and you're welcome to come and go at any time so head on over to patreon.com slash death saving bros right now to help support us and start getting that extra content i always like to recognize those patrons that support us and have made this show possible before getting you back to the episode those who pledge at the five dollar tier get a shout out at the end of the show but the following individuals have pledged to support us financially at the $10 tier or higher, so they get their supporter shout out right now Ryan Cushman and Jean L. Jackson. Thank you all for your support. Without further ado, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. right uh let's go ahead and do uh reconnaissance first so who wants to do reconnaissance
4: hold on let me check my character sheet i guess
2: dosh kind of got some stealth skills
1: so. i feel
4: like i feel like it should be directly part of my my background god actually i saw i have plus zero to everything why well, do this is stupid <laughs> I guess I'm the man for the job.
1: (laughs) Um, Jack, do you want to go as well, or are you going to stay behind? You would be good in uh, persuading anybody that might look the wrong way at you.
4: Well, we can do the whole, you just start doing your split personalities, and we'll just be like, we're just taking this guy back to the crazy bin.
3: Yeah, I guess I could hike up my skirt and go out there and do some reconnaissance, and hopefully they don't see me in my bright-ass white robe.
2: Do the uh, the Assassin's Creed head bow. They just <laughs> duck your head, and they immediately forget where you are. <laughs> go stand in a group with uh, three other people covered in blood and weapons. <laughs>
3: with my passive perception of 13. God forbid anybody catches a cold out there, my medicine is plus seven just through the fucking roof. Other than that, I'm fucking useless.
4: Well, when we knock Josh, or
0: Josh out, you can fix him.
4: It is best to do reconnaissance in smaller groups. Right.
0: All right, I have another idea for my plan while you guys are doing reconnaissance. Josh, do you want a job as well? If we go up and interview as a team, Josh and Josh, I could be the guard and you could be the uh, the record keeper, and you know what you're looking for a little bit more. Get you in the door, make it nice and easy. I think if we interview as a team, our odds go up. Strength in numbers.
4: Isn't Dash like actually kind of well known though? Like if he walked in somewhere, people would people be like, "Oh, that's Dosh Johnson"? I don't think. Oh.
1: Here by like base? yeah dosh really hasn't come up to chorus too often he's come up once or twice but um the people that know him are not necessarily reputable people what are you trying to say
4: you're scum okay
1: (laughs) well okay so who's who's doing reconnaissance and who's going to the interview i guess i'll go to the interview sounds like a
4: plan and i guess b squared is going to reconnaissance
1: all right let's start with reconnaissance So, um, Donovan and Jack, you make your way up to the keep, which is a square stone fortress. And in the center is a square tower that is uh, taller than most of the surrounding buildings. The front entrance, the front gate is open and you enter into the square where you can see a lot of outbuildings that seem to be dealing with mundane sort of everyday governance of the area. But you do see that the keep is guarded.
4: Okay, the keeps where we need to get to for the records, correct? Correct. Hey, it's guarded. Is it guarded by one person?
1: There are two guards at a double door that leads into the keep proper.
4: Okay. Um what kind of like what weapons do they have?
1: They have two halberds, which they are holding straight up and down.
4: Okay, just basic armor.
1: Yep, basic leather armor.
4: Can I see that they are carrying, like, a key around their, like, neck or, like, have, like, a little key ring on their side or anything that looks like they'd be able to get in there? Give me a perception check. I rolled a 15. All right.
1: Uh, looking at the guards and kind of watching what happens, you do not see any keys or, like, rings of keys on their belts or around their necks but you do see that somebody walks right up to the guards, talks to them briefly, and then they walk right on past the guards and into the keep.
4: Hmm, and I suppose we're not close enough to hear what they said. Um,
1: give me, both of you give me a stealth check to surreptitiously get closer so that you can hear.
3: I rolled an 11. How do you say 16 in Canadian?
1: 16, eh? Okay, um, you sidle closer, and uh, as they these two are talking this person and the guard you hear the person saying i'm doing some research on the uh history of transportation throughout chorus and i need access to the archives on level three and the guard says and your accreditations my accreditations are with the university of Course south my name is montgomery montgomery all right go ahead on in
4: Hmm. They didn't like check a list or anything to make sure that was a valid name or anything. They just, it was all conversation based? Correct. Okay. Um, We are scholars. Yeah, so we can either just go in and do the conversing there. Or do you want to kind of hang out for a little bit, see if there's a guard change or anything else happens? Like, do you want to just stay hidden here and for a little bit?
3: Indeed. I am perceptive. I will perceive. We
4: will just stay
3: hidden and watch the Canadian guards, eh?
1: Okay, uh, you stay standing for another three hours before the guard changes.
4: <laughs> well played,
1: roll to not piss your
4: pants. Wait, what time is it?
1: <laughs> uh, you started at eight in the morning,
0: it is now 11.
4: What the hell are we doing reconnaissance in the morning?
0: I only have three hour shifts. This is going to be awesome <laughs> for our work. I think you just quit if <laughs> we get hired. <laughs> yeah. We stay on the, yeah, with these the
2: guys. F- How are their benefits?
4: Fuck. We're <laughs> doing this in broad goddamn yeah, no daylight. One, no one's going to do reconnaissance at eight in the morning, Paul. You got to change that answer. They're <laughs>
3: just going to see us standing across the way, sipping on a fucking coffee, just <laughs> staring at them through <laughs> aviator shades. <You> see <sighs> Whenever somebody are...
2: goes up and talks, you run up and run. Like...
1: <laughs> yeah. well, remember, as I said, uh, when you walk through the gates, they are open and there are people about, and a lot of outbuildings just dealing with regular governance. Sorry, I guess I didn't say there were people about, but there are people milling
3: about in the courtyard, fucking daylight.
4: Yeah, no. Every part of this, I imagined like going at like nighttime, and you're like, the gates are still open. I was like, ooh, that's mysterious. Maybe they were expecting us. Not, hey, we're just now opening. We're welcoming everybody in.
3: Right. Business
4: is booming.
3: Oh, you're here for your collegiate credits because it's class time. You student in the middle of broad fucking daylight on a Tuesday
4: be in class right
3: now sir i'm late my professor's going to paddle me all right well i guess we're hiding in the darkest bushes on the street
4: yeah no no i think we've seen all we need to see here we don't need to you know not be allowed within 500 feet of this learning establishment but we have candy
2: (laughs) you're sitting in a wagon that says like free candy misspelled on the
3: side but it's fully paneled though
2: well, imagine that you are doing this more
1: like Ocean's Eleven style, where you are just average people spending a day.
4: Behind a bush. Mm-hmm. Can you go, can <laughs> No, I think we've reconnaissanced all we need to reconnaissance here. I, I definitely think we did enough reconnaissance. Okay. We're done reconnaissing. In broad daylight.
1: Okay. Um, Taylor is there with you and says, Christ.
4: No, she's not. No, um, she's not. Well. No, she's not. Nope. We said small groups. You shut your fucking I mouth. I am small. I knew that was coming. Damn it, that was a good one. I
3: knew that was gonna be said.
4: No, we never previously established anybody other than us was going.
3: But we also never established that it wasn't broad fucking daylight.
4: (laughs) We stood there for three hours, she starts talking. Where the hell did you come from?
1: (laughs) Well, honestly, I wasn't sure if you'd do a good job. Oh wait, no, sorry. That's the other group that I was a part of. I'm sorry for judging you like that. That's my bad. Um. I just have a really bad track record with random people that I hook up with. Oh, wait, that's also the wrong <laughs> thing to say. Um, All right,
4: I'm going to cover her mouth be like, you're just going to give everything away right
1: now. What I meant to say was Bindi said that the records room was locked, not that the keep was locked.
3: Well, that's easy. You
4: just unlock it. Well, actually, it means our reconnaissance isn't over. We have to pretend to be scholarly. You have one of your uh, split personalities is more scholarly. I'm a priest that gives out candy. Excellent.
3: (laughs) I'm about mm, as Bill Cosby as it gets.
4: Are you dressed as a priest? Yes. That actually might help us. If we just walk up and don't say anything, maybe they'll say something to us first and just be like, oh, father, welcome. Come on in. Yeah, I love it when they call me (laughs) daddy. Oh, you're not a man of any church I want to be a part of. (laughs) Uh, All right. So I guess, yeah, let's go try to get in here.
3: I'm just, okay, here's what's going to happen. I'm just going to stare at it. I'm not, I'm not going to say shit because I'm a man of God and I took a vow of silence and they're going to respect that. So once I don't answer their questions and I'm dressed as a priest with holy symbols, they're going to just let me through and you guys are going to be my handlers.
4: All right. Yeah, we're going to do that. Let's walk up.
1: All right. Uh, you approach the guards and as you approach, the guard says, state your name in business, eh?
4: My name is Donovan. This here is a... Uh... Donovan? Yeah, yeah, I can't use my real name. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I knew as soon as I heard Donovan I was like nice. Way to change
4: it up. I'm Donovan and uh this here is um Father Jafar and he has taken a vow of silence. <laughs> and he's taken a vow of silence, so he, he, he won't be speaking, but uh we have traveled a good bit here. Uh, we're supposed to come here to um Father has business in the records room. We were going to go for some research.
1: Oh well then you're going to need some paperwork there.
4: Yeah, no, the paperwork should have been already established with uh with your chain of command there
1: oh no you should have been given a letter of of entrance to the uh to the locked records room
4: yeah no but see since since there i'm sorry so there's got to be some sort of a miscommunication here since we're members of you know the the clerical church we had prior communications with um he was definitely a newer lieutenant that showed up um what was his name again
1: Um, Well, how long ago were you talking to this lieutenant there?
4: uh, It had to have been... Within the last, you know, the week should uh, the letter should have gotten here at least a couple weeks ago.
1: Oh, then that's probably Lieutenant Dan, eh?
4: Yeah, yeah, Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant He's the one that we were. Dan. Uh, lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan's the person we were working through. So I mean, if you uh, if you can go talk to him, uh, you know, if you talk to him, I'm sure he would. You know, being a lieutenant and pretty busy. Well, he'd probably rip you a new asshole for bothering him. Well, but see he would now I can't you know, leave my you know.
1: guard. I can't leave my post, eh? But if if you and Father Jafar. are are here to do some research on the history of Chorus, then uh, you are more than welcome to enter the keep, and uh, you can head on up and talk to Lieutenant Dan yourself. All right. Uh, I appreciate that.
3: And I look at him and just do a whole bunch of random, like, hand gestures. That don't mean dick, but they look holy.
1: Is that a blessing there, eh?
3: I just look at him. I don't smile, but I just stare at him, and I nod, and I walk through the
4: door. That there is one of the most important blessings uh, he, he, he could give out. You gentlemen should be honored.
1: Well, uh, I'm certainly honored, and uh, make sure that you don't stay in there more than the three hours you're allotted, eh?
4: Three hours? Okay. Uh, It shouldn't take more than half hour, hour and a half tops.
1: All right, so you're let into the door, and you can see people are moving about. uh, Not too many people, like one or two people per hallway. And there is a nice directory on the far wall of the first floor that lets you know what's on each level. And the record room is on the 10th level of the keep. Lieutenant Dan's office is on the 5th.
4: Yeah, completely
3: ignoring that. Yeah, is there an elevator? Like, how how are we doing this? Because I'm in a robe.
1: There are two flights of stairs on the east and west walls. So there's no elevator? No elevator. No lift.
3: What kind of magical city is this bullshit? There's no fucking elevator. What's a motherfucking man of God got to do in here to get a goddamn elevator?
1: Just ask your God
3: to make you float. Jafar needs an elevator in this bitch.
1: (laughs) All right, so making your way up to the 10th level, as you're passing each level, you can see that there are guards walking around, but none of them seem to be posted anywhere. They are just making their rounds. And um, sometimes you see them in groups of two, sometimes you see them in groups of one. And once you reach the 10th level, you follow the signs to the records room, and you can see that there is a single guard posted outside that door. There is a ring of keys on the guard's belt. And uh, as, well, actually, go ahead and give me a stealth roll.
4: 15. 10. Good.
1: All right, that is good enough that you are able to peer around the edge of the hallway without being spotted. And uh, because there aren't too many people on the 10th level... Nobody else comes along. But you do notice that after five minutes, that guard leaves his post. And then another guard comes around the corner 30 seconds later and takes up the position in front of the door.
3: Does that one also have a set of keys? Yes. Mm.
1: And uh, if you continue past that hallway and you go further down on that level, you can see that there is another door on the opposite side of this block. And there is another door where that guard from before is now posted up.
3: And about how long did it take them to switch?
1: It took them 30 to 60
4: seconds. Do we have any desire to get into the records room right now? Or is this just reconnaissance? That kind of have a plan. That tiny lady still followed us. Hey,
1: I'm still here. Jesus
4: Christ, where do you keep coming from?
1: I have a very high dexterity.
4: Use her as a battering room. That's exactly what the plan called for. But do we need to get in there right now? Like... Little lady, do you know, like, what we're supposed to be doing here? Like, do we need to see the record for who I... Like, can we just do mission accomplished right now? Or is it best that we back off?
1: Well, I suppose that's up to you. You were only coming for reconnaissance.
4: If we know exactly what we need, we might just have our best chance right now.
1: You could try if you want to, but I don't hold... I'm not taking responsibility for any of your actions.
4: Well,
3: considering the fact that we literally walked in here the first time, you could probably do it again.
4: But we know exactly what we're trying to find. Oh, you do? Do we? What are we trying to find in the records room? We're
3: trying to find records.
4: Excellent. Okay, we can try this. Search under R for records.
1: (laughs) Alright, so what is your plan then?
4: Okay, so Taylor here, little girl, has to distract the guard by acting like a lost child who cannot find her mommy. And in the meantime, the person least likely to commit any sort of illegal act here. The uh, man of God with the vow of silence. Oh, really? Have you seen any news channel ever? Should uh, pickpocket these keys. If um, actually, before we start going any further here, Taylor, can you create something that looks exactly like those keys to do like a switcheroo? Fake keys for real keys?
1: No, I don't. I I can't do that.
4: All right. So this will probably be mostly Taylor and Jack here's plan. Okay. Well,
1: Um. here's the problem, though.
4: I'm a halfling. I'm
1: not
2: a child.
4: Yeah, but you look like a child. No, I look like a halfling.
2: Halfling child? Maybe you're just a really tall halfling child. I guess Dosh isn't there, so he can't say
4: that. Maybe you're just a really <laughs> tall halfling child.
2: <laughs> Do you see these
1: wrinkles? Well,
4: okay, no. Can't see anything with you without a magnifying glass.
2: Oh, you're sweet.
4: <laughs> okay. Um, Definitely an insult. <laughs> I guess if if y'all don't think this plan can run through, then we'll bring this back to the group and come up with a better plan. So... We can move on to the interviews.
1: All right. So, Josh, you go to the keep as well. You go a few hours later, and you wind up going to one of those outbuildings that
0: says employment. Yeah. Um, before I walk up, well, have we heard any of the information that the others have shared with us? Like, are they back from their recon, and have they shared anything, or are we— They are not back. Okay. What roles are we applying for, Josh? Um, should we both go as guards or is there like one of us should try to apply as a guard and the other one should try to apply as some sort of record keeper?
2: That sounds like the plan.
0: (laughs) I guess I'll be the big burly guard. Okay. And I'll be the one who keeps the records with my long history (laughs) of record keeping.
2: Record keeping swords in people's skulls.
0: Exactly. (laughs) I think that's our go-to. We walk up and say, I'd like to be the record keeper let the records show and then we stab someone <laughs> <laughs> that is how we keep the records yes i think we got a pretty solid plan all right so i imagine they're doing walk-ins for interviews like on spot cuz they're short staffed
1: it is just a large open room with an attendant at a desk and a sign that says employment
0: yeah i imagine the the pandemic of uh, demons has them short staffed as uh, everywhere is anyways i walk in i walk up to the desk With uh, Dash, and I just stare at the, uh, did you say it was a woman or a a man? I didn't say either. Oh, well, I stare at them, whoever's behind the desk.
1: It is a woman. Uh, She has half-moon spectacles on the bridge of her nose with pearls, but they look like they're wooden, not actual pearls. A pearl necklace that keeps
0: them from falling off of her face. And she looks up and says, Can I help you? Well you had to take a guess why I walked into this room that said employment, what would your guess be?
2: Bold tactic.
1: (laughs) Are you applying
0: or posting a notice? I'd like to apply for a job, please.
2: I'd like to post a notice that I want a job.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Have you noticed that maybe we want jobs here?
1: Very well. And what job are you applying for?
0: I think uh, we actually want to apply as a team, and uh, we were thinking guard and record keeper. Of this keep? Uh, yes. Yes, ma'am. Credentials? Like my name? Is that what you're asking for?
1: Well, what makes you think that you can be a guard and a record keeper?
0: Well, I guess I'll start first. And and you should write this down. Make a record of this, you know, so that, that we know that this interaction is happening. Let's see what I did there. Are you speaking to me or to your... Friend. Well, he's going to be taking the notes, and he's going to give you the record. That's part of uh, what his role would be. You know, he's he's always working, hard worker over there. Uh, the reason I think I could guard this establishment is because I have guarded entire cities, important people, Rich cities, important family, small people, small families, Rich cities, short people, tall people. I've guarded a lot, Which people. Uh, so, for starters, the south. In the south. In the south. Um, south Salt, specifically.
4: I just want to see you pull out like a pen. It's like, watch me guard this pen. Go on, try to touch it. I dare
0: you. <laughs> Sell me this pen. Guard this pen for me. <laughs> Sword through the hand. <laughs> south Salt, you say? Yeah. Yeah. For, for a time. Wasn't South Salt just destroyed? Well, that's the thing. I was guarding it, and then I left, and then it got destroyed. See, when I worked there... It was there. The people were happy. Everybody was prospering. Life was good in the city of South Salt. Then I left on some travels with with my companions and uh, my record keeper over here. Do you
1: have any letters of recommendation?
0: As soon as I leave... I write him a letter. The city gets sacked. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Like right there in front of
0: her. A letter of recommendation, you say? It
2: just says, I, Josh, recommends Josh...
0: I reach out my hand, <laughs> he sets it in, and I slide it across the table face down.
1: <laughs> That's very funny, but um that does not work. Unless of course the record keeper apl- applicant happens to have a letter of recommendation.
2: You wrote some. right. Yeah. Uh, right I dash recommend dash. <laughs> I'll say I don't have any letters of recommendation, but here let me show you my uh, superb filing skills and organizational prowess and I lean over her desk, and I would like to use sleight of hand to thumb through all her paper files and scrolls and everything and just really quickly sort everything and have it look amazing and have her be just floored by my finger dexterity.
1: All right, give me a sleight of hand check. 30. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is that good enough? <laughs> she clutches her chest and goes,
2: My stars, that was... Incredible. Of course, you put everything out of order, but that was incredible. But I rolled a 30. Well, I have a certain system. Well, now it's better. Now it's been improved. See, that's what I do. I go into places with records, and I improve the organization so it's easier to work with. Well... See, I'm a consultant.
1: I can certainly see your value, but unless you have a letter of recommendation, we cannot let you become a record keeper for our most important documents.
2: What if I wouldn't be keeping them? I would just be consulting.
1: Either way, there are very important documents in in our records room. So, once you have a letter of recommendation from someone of note, I can I would certainly hire you both on the spot.
2: Who would you consider of note? Perhaps a noble. How about a respectable businessman from the South Salt area? And who might that be? Why, none other than myself, Dash Johnson. Never
0: heard of you. (laughs) Oh, my heart. He's got a reputation.
2: No, someone from a noble family would be most
1: excellent. Someone like, um... Like the Fartworthies, or um, perhaps the uh, Greymanes,
2: or someone uh, like like Nightvale. Well, as it just so happens, I know all three of those people. Or people from all three of those families. Poppycock. But I suppose you'd want proof of that. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. I'm not just going to say, hey, I know them and expect you to believe me. Very wise. (laughs) So, um, I'll see if I can get in touch with them and, uh, you know, get back to you.
0: Wait, you said you'd hire us on spot. Is this the interview? Yes. Oh my goodness. I thought we were just applying to be interviewed. We're actually being interviewed? (laughs) Oh, now I'm stressed. All right. New tactic. We're going to interview you. What was your name?
2: Mildred. And why would we want to work here? What's your, uh, your company culture like? What's your
0: base salary per year before taxes? She gives you some mumbo-jumbo. I don't want to come up with them. (laughs) We're asking the questions now.
2: (laughs) I see you're wearing glasses. Do you have a good vision plan?
0: What kind of benefits does this company offer? Uh,
1: She runs through all of your questions. (laughs) Jesus.
4: (laughs) Answering them perfectly.
1: Yes, we have a vision plan. Um, We do offer a salary of 36 gold coins per annum for guard duty
2: and double that for the records keeper. Oh. Not bad Maybe I should start giving my employees Our company culture is fine You have casual Fridays <laughs> We have Fridays where you casually go to work But it is the same work <laughs> And
0: you will be except expected to work most weekends What about holidays?
4: Oh, they're the happiest times of year around the office Exactly Any other questions?
0: Are there advancement opportunities?
1: Of course <laughs> You get the opportunity to advance from one floor to the next
0: Alright, everything you've said sounds grand I'll take the job. I can start immediately.
1: Again, if you come back with a letter of recommendation, then I will hire you both on the spot.
0: And uh, say we get that letter here within the next 45, 45 minutes, that is. When can we start? You'll
1: start next week
0: after training. When does training start? Did you see my skills? I don't need training. He actually, uh he's been doing this a while. He could probably train your department to be better.
2: Yeah, that's the whole point. As a consultant... I come in and I tell them how everything that they're doing is terrible and they should feel bad about themselves. And then I get a lot of money and I leave. You would, of course, get a
1: tour of the
2: facilities. If you were hired, you would have a walkabout, then you would start
1: your training. You would have a walkabout the same day.
0: What does the training entail for a guard? What does that even mean? You have to train me on how to guard something? I'm just the hiring manager.
1: I will discuss it more when you come back with a recommendation letter. Okay. I
2: guess we fuck off as per her wishes. All right.
1: As you are leaving, it just so happens that Donovan and Jack are coming out
0: of the keep proper. I'd like to make a note. After we walk out the interview, I just give Dosh a big old high five because I feel we did really well in there. Nailed it. So, based on what
1: you have learned, uh, do you modify your
0: plans at all? Um. Are we still traveling with Figus? Yes. We should be able to immediately get a letter from Figus, right? I mean, he probably has some pre-drafted handwritten things from Prothean.
2: Actually, he might. Like, that seems like a reasonable thing.
0: As a squire, he probably did most of the writing for these letters of recommendations.
2: Yeah, Prothean wouldn't give a shit about writing anything for anyone. So, yeah, Figus would have to forge his his handiwork well, on yeah, a regular basis.
0: Figus would write it. But he also probably carries around, like, Prothean, or the House of Greymane, Prothean's, like, seal for the letter. Or some way that he can fill in the signature. So let me ask this, then. Do we want jobs here?
2: Mm, No casual Fridays.
0: Yeah, well, (laughs) she did say they are casual.
1: Mm. So um, you guys are discussing this back at the inn, and uh, the entire group is around the table. So Figus is able to chime in and say, "Well, says... Um, Sir Protheon never really let me do anything of that sort before. He, he thought that it was a, above my pay grade.
2: Are you telling me Protheon wrote his own noble official letters?
1: Oh, no, he never wrote anything. He just demanded that, don't you know who I am? And it usually worked.
4: Do you have any letters from uh, Brixius Hammerbottom, <laughs> this other guy you worked for by chance?
1: <laughs> no, I'm sorry
4: that I don't. No, that guy must not have been able to read either. So, If we go back to the employment
2: office and we just tell her we spoke with Protheon of the House Greymane and he just said to tell you, don't you know who he is?
0: Well, what's better than a letter of recommendation as opposed to a uh, verbal,
4: <laughs> verbal message telephoned through me? <laughs> a verbal
0: message of recommendation.
2: <laughs> but we also have another option, isn't that right, Lady Nightvale? And I look directly at Finrail.
0: Uh, at Finrail? Oh, did she say the Nightvale family too? Yeah. Well, I'm not sure why you're looking at me there, Dosh. But uh...
2: oh, I just assumed. Uh... Wilhelmina would be, like, on your lap or something. And I turned a little farther to Wilhelmina.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fenrael is acting as her seat right now. His face is her cushion. (laughs) I thought you were going to say toilet, and I was ready for it.
1: (laughs) Dosh, I was actually prepared to perhaps write a letter of recommendation for you, but I don't appreciate you sticking your nose in other people's business and... Oh, well, actually, you know what? I used to appreciate that about you. Um... I don't. Im- yeah. I did. don't like you ins- making insinuations like that.
2: It is my business. Oh, it's just all harmless fun, and it's not like you're actually writing it so I can get a job and benefit in any way from this. <laughs> We're trying to scam them, so this benefits all of us. Yes, I suppose I could write you a letter of recommendation, but
1: perhaps you should not actually do any of the stealing. What did you learn about the guard rotation? They change. Is there a window when you would be able to perhaps snag the keys off of a guard that is showing the new hires around?
3: They change every thirty to sixty seconds. Actually, no, it was five minutes. It takes them thirty to sixty seconds to cover the door.
1: Well, then there's your chance. If if you can get the key to Donovan and to Jack, then they can go into the room while the rest of you walk on without any suspicion.
4: Can any of you creatures or peoples here create a temporary magical item, like a false set of keys to change out? Uh, Well, I have
2: minor illusion. I mean, if they try to touch it, they're going to obviously be able to tell they don't have keys, but...
1: Well, I mean, if you take the key... And pass it off to the two that are sneaking in, and then they give the key back to you before your tour's over. You can just slip it back onto the person's key ring, right? No harm, no foul.
4: Technically. Or don't you have a bunch of keys, Sheriff, for all your sheriffing duties?
1: Well, I have keys for my stuff, not for their stuff.
4: It just has to be Cosmetic. It just has to look like keys. That'll be for cell doors. I'm sure they don't know what all the keys look like.
1: Well, I suppose I can have a key, a couple different types of keys ready to go in case you need a physical one. But, um, yeah.
4: All right. Sounds like we have a
2: pretty decent plan here.
1: Wow. You guys are much more put together than the group that I normally work
2: with. Hey there. I've been a part of that group. Don't disparage those pieces of shit (laughs) in front of me.
1: Well, we'll see how it goes next time on the Death Saving Bros podcast. Thank you all for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this uh, discussion and planning episode. Next time, we will sneak into the Keep Tower, find those records, and finally, hopefully, get to Hoke. If you can't wait until then, you can head over to our Patreon and get uh, exclusive content that you can't hear anywhere else, like bloopers, recaps. Conversations and extra episodes. If you would like to keep in touch with us in between episodes, we are available on social media at Death Saving Bros, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit. I am personally available on Twitter at HP Camper and on Instagram at HP You can find me at Benfro15.
4: You can find me at Ima underscore B underscore
3: Rad. You can fuck off and download a Reddit. Look at some nice beams and then follow us at Death Saving Bros and then fuck off again.
2: And you can find me on the PlayStation Network as F-A-T-T Smith. And to all
1: those of you who are listening in your cars, in your homes, or wherever you may be, keep saving those death throws, and we'll see you on the next one. This episode was made possible by our patrons. The following individuals have pledged at the $5 tier. Tad Corsi. Thank you for your support. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The songs Ain't Gettin' Away With It, Corkboard Evidence, The Gingerbread Lounge, Leaf Hollow, Mead and Meat, and Ritual of the Dawn are copyright Will Savino and the Music D20 Project. The songs City on a Bridge and City on a Bridge Ambient are copyright borough-bound. These tracks are used with permission, all rights reserved. The songs As I Figure, Dreams Become Real, Hard Boiled, March of the Spoons, Porch Blues, Sardana, and Thaxted Holst are by Kevin MacLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0, and sourced from Filmmusic.io. The Death Saving Bros theme song, is an abridged version of the song Run by Kai Angle and sourced from the Free Music Archive. This track is used with permission under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. You can read the full license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0 slash legal code.